you like hiking to tall peaks? How about to every state's tallest peak? Then you would be called a high pointer. What are the top five and bottom five states on the list? Let's find out today on Weather Jazz. 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 That's right, it's Science Wednesday, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's Science Wednesday. Wednesday, July 12, 2023. On a quick meteorological note, for those of you that are tuning in from the Ohio Valley, things are starting to get just a little unstable. We've got a a cold front, which is going to become stationary right overhead. And as it sits there, little impulses along that front will generate showers, thunderstorms, and the first of which moved through this morning with a couple of hundredths of an inch of rain and in some cases a little little bit more. Uh, Lightning was detected at least periodically on the lightning detecting systems. However, nothing severe at this point, but it will be an unstable period. It looks like most of the showers will come through on Thursday and then again another wave on Saturday. We may see maybe a little bit of a break on Friday and uh, perhaps a bit of a break on Sunday. But overall, the pattern in the next uh, eight or so days will be periodically anyway, a little on the unsettled side, but nowhere near the amount of rain that was seen in parts of Vermont, New Hampshire, and upstate New York in the last 48 hours, in some cases, some of the rainfall amounts pushing upwards of 8, 9, 10 inches of rain in that two-day period and some really catastrophic level flooding in parts of the Northeast, in particular Vermont, over the last couple of days. The good news, we have received word from Weather Jazz supporters in Vermont that they are safe and doing fine, but uh, maybe a little bit on the soggy side. I think they're looking forward to a little drying now that that uh, pesky system has pushed away. Well, this is Science Wednesday, and since the beginning of 2023, most of those Wednesdays, we've had the focus of what I dubbed the Big Blue Marble Series. In other words, there are so many places on planet Earth that deserve our attention because they're so unique and so interesting. And that list is so inexhaustible that it would take us several hundred years to cover every Wednesday someplace that has an interesting tidbit of information, maybe a quirk or maybe something unique about that stretch of land or piece of land or even ocean that truly deserves a little extra discovery. Now, today we're going to start a little different twist. Uh, We've had that twist before in this series, and today I want to introduce to you something called the High Pointers Club. 
First of all, what is a high pointer? A high pointer is someone who has ascended to the peaks or the highest elevation of every single U.S. state. Now, for some states, that's really not a big deal. That can be a casual walk or even a drive to a particular location. But for some states, that high point requires special skill, special training, and special equipment. There's a great website that tackles this task, and those that want to tackle the task of heading to the highest point of every single state. I'll provide a link for those interested on weatherjazz.com, episode number 545. That website is peakbagger.com, P-E-A-K-B-A-G-G-E-R.com, peakbagger.com. Now, the 50 state points, according to this website, are an increasingly popular peak bagging pursuit. There is a club called the High Pointers and several guidebooks to completing this rather diverse list of peaks. Now, of the 50 high points, five of them require some extraordinary mountaineering skills. They are Denali in Alaska, Washington's Mount Rainier, Oregon's Mount Hood in the Pacific Northwest, and in Montana, Granite Peak, and one more, Wyoming. And Wyoming's peak is Gannett Peak in the Rockies. Now, there are another five locations, five high points in five various states that are actually owned privately. And so they require landowner permission to hike to that location. Those locations are in Rhode Island, Illinois, Kentucky, and a couple of others that eventually we'll get to. Now, I thought it would be kind of fun to have somebody from the High Pointers Club on Weather Jazz and maybe see just exactly how many members they have, the youngest, the oldest, and perhaps that list is parsed in ways that I can't even begin to imagine just yet. So I did put the word out to the High Pointers Club that I'd like somebody to join me for an interview and perhaps in a follow-up Wednesday, we'll have that. In the meantime, what I'll do today is at least list some of these high points, starting with the five highest and ending with the five lowest. And perhaps in ensuing Wednesdays, we'll take a look at each location and see perhaps what makes them unique. First of all, let's tackle some of those really tall peaks those tall peaks that require extra special training, equipment, and mountaineering skills. We already mentioned that Alaska is number one on the list. The very tallest is in the state of Alaska. It's in Denali State Park, and Denali stands at 20,310 feet. Now, that is quite a peak to ascend. In fact, it is by more than 5,000 feet, the tallest of the bunch next to number two, which belongs to California. California's Mount Whitney stands at 14,000, 
498 feet. Not to be outdone by just a handful of feet by Colorado's Mount Albert. And the peak is 14,433 feet. In Washington State, we already mentioned Mount Rainier, and it is at 14,411 feet. And just under 14,000 feet would be Gannett Peak, and that is in Wyoming. That's 13,804 feet. Now, the positions number one through number 13 all have peaks above 10,000 feet. By the time you get to number 14, Texas, we see Guadalupe Peak at 8,749 feet. So we start getting under 10,000 feet at position or state number 14. Let's cover the five lowest ones or the easiest ones to get to. Now, there are some lists that include the District of Columbia, but I'm not going to do that here. I'm technically talking about the 50 U.S. states. And at position number 50, as you might expect, Florida. And it's a place called Britain Hill. Its elevation, only 345 feet. Next on the list, number 49, Delaware. It's a place called Ebright Azimuth, and its elevation is 450 feet. In Louisiana, also a pretty flat state, Driscoll Mountain. Not exactly a mountain, but it does stand at 535 feet. But when you're talking about a state that is largely flat, 535 feet may actually stand out a little bit. Number 47 on the list is Mississippi. Woodall Mountain, 806 feet. Well, we're starting to get up close to 1,000 feet here. And in Rhode Island, Jeremoth Hill, 812 feet. Jeremoth Hill in Rhode Island, by the way, is privately owned and is one of those locations where you need special permission from the landowner in order to tackle that hill, so that you or anybody else can become a high pointer that has climbed to every single high point of each of the 50 U.S. states. Well, that is just a little whetting of the appetite for those of you who are interested in mountain climbing. Maybe you've climbed a mountain or two. We certainly have had our fair share of mountain climbing in my younger days, and really enjoyed it. It's a great exercise, and it's just so much fun to explore different parts of the country, especially in the alpine zone of the Northeast, which is one of my favorites personally. So in the next couple of Wednesdays, if I am able to come up with an interview that maybe expands just a little bit on the High Pointers Club and who's in it, and some of the interesting aspects of that club, I will begin to offer some of these little deviations from the Wednesday Blue Marble series in a rather unique way. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media, by email, by word of mouth, any way that you can. And if you have a question, a topic suggestion, or 
Better yet, if you are a high pointer, I would love to hear from you because I'd love to have you on the program. You can reach me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. You can also leave me a message, a private message, if you like, on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Don't forget to give me your name, your location, and your message. And I will periodically use some of those comments on the air, especially if you have a question. But again, if you're a high pointer or maybe you're just interested in high pointing and would like to talk about it, leave me your information either via email or voicemail. Either way will work just fine. Open Life Friday coming your way in just a couple of days. If you have outdoor work and plans in the Ohio Valley, be mindful of what's on radar. Keep that radar app handy. And we'll catch you on Friday, right here at Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.